Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds at Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. They finally let a mid-major into the playoff last year. Now the best G5 conference is being raided. It is I, Rob Hall, a.k.a. the host with the Tulane Green Wave sticker on their laptop. Hashtag wave up. And with me, as always, is AJ. The AAC is just the bastard child of the Big East, Marchese. It fills me with sad pride, and now they're just going down the hill, like you said, Rob. How how sad is it that we never got to do a Big East conference it's, summer scouting series? It tears me up every single day. I'm not going to lie. Today, we're continuing our 2023 NFL Draft summer scouting series with AAC prospects. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out to Casey, maybe. Looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's going to put ketchup on a stick? Who's going to find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink. Your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. Too damn bad they see let the funk out, AJ, and let Cincy, UCF, and Houston leave for the Big 12. That's next all the year. funk, man. That's all the fucking funk. But guess how much funk they're bringing in? How much funk is coming in, Rob? UAB, FAU, Charlotte, <laughs> North Texas, Rice, and UTSA. Sick. They lost three teams, so they, they lost three good programs, so they added six mediocre ones. Sunbelt's about to be power six. UAB is going to fall off a cliff without Bill Clark when they join yeah. the AAC. Yeah. Um, College football is dying, Rob. You've always said it. You've been saying it for 30 years. I've always years. said it. I've been saying it. Since since the uh, BCS came in, Southwest Conference ended. <laughs> yeah, since, since the SWAC ended, those are the real yeah. rivalries. That's what we always say. Amen, brother. Uh, okay, the AAC, the cream of the crop of the Power Five. We used to pretend they were the Power Six, but they're losing their three best programs. So, it's okay. uh, they're 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 the Group of Five program again. Uh, Correct. 
Although, U UTSA has a chance to be pretty relevant in this conference. Um, other than that, I don't have a ton of hope for the rest of those programs joining. Oh, not really. Like, like, is it going to be SMU and UTSA running this conference? SMU is definitely the strongest program. Lives. But even e even then, like, Rhett Lashley, I don't know. That guy's just been bouncing around. <laughs> they should just, like, go full uh, triple option all the programs. All of them? All the programs. So true. Like, they couldn't even get Army to join. <laughs> Would you not tune in for all triple option all the time? Yeah, of course I would. Exactly. But I don't know if... I think I'm in the minority on that one. Uh, you know what one program that should be good in, like, just given location uh, and, like, probably the amount of money the donors have is Ooh. Tulane. Yeah. They're, they're, they're in New Orleans. They're, like, a prominent school in Louisiana full of talent. I bet... They got some heavy donors, and like they've just, they just like Willie Fritz is grinding to get them to six and six. Isn't Benson a big time Tulane donor? Yeah. Not so, <laughs> I don't know. But the great uniform. That's where all the money's going to. I mean, games. I put this Tulane Green Wave sticker on my laptop for a damn reason. Wave up. Uh, okay. So. Obviously, uh, with each group of five conference, we've looked at how many players have been selected in the draft um, over the last three years. A AAC takes the rest of the group of five by by a mile. Um, the last two years, they've had 19 players drafted apiece, and then in 2020, it was 17. Um, obviously, that's going to take a major hit when you lose yeah. Cincy, UCF, and Houston, who... Since he's been the best group of five program, UCF was the best group of five program before them, and Houston's consistently, like, even under, under Tom Herman, and now with Dana kind of getting that thing turned around, uh, they, I think, have a chance to be the, the best program in the group of five this year. So I, w I wonder how that will drop off, even though they're adding more schools than, than they already have. It's going to drop, that's for sure. Um, but hey, Houston, Cincy, and UCF's players count towards this conference this year. Uh, and with that being said, let's get into this quarterback group where um, I think I think there's a bit of a debate uh, about who's the top quarterback in the conference. Do you have any draftable grades? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't. Seven, six. <laughs> yeah, all the all the AC quarterbacks. Uh, my top guy, I don't have a draftable grade, but I think Clayton Toon is the man in this conference. Yeah, he's my top guy as well. First round um, grade, I heard from you. Yeah, yeah. Actually, top five pick grade. Respect. Uh, yeah. Cl Clayton Toon, I thought, made a massive strides from uh, 2020 to 2021. I remember last year um, when we threw him on the summer, we talked to him and was like, you know what? He's way better than I think either of us expected. And then, and then he made another leap. I think you're right. Yeah. And, and kind of for me, his, his thing, he's a very uh, consistent um, with his accuracy on each level. Like his ball placement's fairly good all over the field. And it helps that he's got a guy like Nathaniel Dell who's yeah. working himself open all the time. But like I don't think Toon has a great arm. It's a enough arm. Uh, his, his feet are a little mad. His, his, throwing, like his throwing mechanics overall could be cleaned up. 
but I think he's a pretty natural touch passer. He operates that air raid really well. He keeps things on time. He's got enough mobility too to kind of extend plays. Yeah, when he when he actually runs, I I my jaw hits the floor. He just, yeah, he doesn't look like he should be able to move like he, that. He always gets like ten plus yards. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, and he he's a fairly poised guy too. Like the pass when the pass rush is on him, he doesn't panic and put I, the ball in conflict that I, much. I, I felt like that was a big um, big improvement from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one. Like in twenty twenty, so like, a lot of times you're seeing like him just fading and waiting in the pocket and then scrambling or making a bad throw. But yeah. Like the, I'm by no means am I saying like this is a guy who's gonna be selected on on the first two days of the draft, but he's got the makeup of a backup NFL quarterback, just yeah. po- poised, accurate enough, can move a little bit, um, but overall, like he doesn't. I don't think like his arm doesn't wow you. He's he's more of a game manager, keeps things on time, but he's yeah. not like winning games per se. Like there are even times where Nathaniel Dell gets loose. And he'll and, and, and it'll be a big completion, but he'll undershoot Dell, and it it could have been six, and it yeah. won't be just because he doesn't quite have the arm for Dell's speed. Um, but I, I I do think there there is there is something there. He's one of the best group of five quarterback prospects by far. Yeah, no, for sure, and um, I think he's gonna have a big time of year. Well, who, um, who's your next guy? I think Ben Bryant's like clearly the next guy. Him him and Bohannon. I, for me, I just think Bohannon's so fun. Bohannon, it's hard to gauge, too. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, because Bo, obviously we're watching both of them at schools. They were not. Exactly. They're not. Like, Ben Bryan was on Eastern Michigan playing in the MAC last year. Gary Bohannon was at, at Baylor playing yeah. the Big 12. Yeah. So it, it, it's a little like Ben Bryan's playing way lesser competition than Bohannon. But at the same time, Ben Bryant's walking into a better situation than he was in, yeah. joining Cincinnati. And Bohannon's going to South Florida, and I don't think Jeff Scott's got that thing going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see how that shakes up. Um, both of them, I think, have clearly better arms than uh, Toon, though. Yeah, I, I, if we want to talk about Bryant first, I was a little, I don't yes. know. Like, people liked him, but... I don't know. I, I don't see too he, much there. Obviously, the story was as he, since he went to EMU in his back, like you just said. Go ahead. He he's like this, where sometimes he can really rip the ball, mm-hmm. and uh, his deep ball placement will be pretty sweet. But he'll also miss so many on the short to intermediate game, and I don't think he's overly poised. Like the pass rush can get to him, and he doesn't move that well. Like really, you're just he's, what he's, makes he's you mobile. He's pretty mobile. Yeah. Well, what makes you excited about him, I think, is the arm strength and the deep ball placement. But like, he is a far less consistent. Like, he is a far, far less consistent passer than Tune, uh, and I think he is far less athletically gifted than Bohan. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, like you said, like there's some really nice fades, but even like the deep ball stuff, a lot of it times he's just like chucking it up and praying. I feel like he's got like lesser Walmart version of Carson Strong to him. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, like, he also didn't put up numbers in the MAC at Eastern n- Michigan. No. I don't know. I feel like like he's so inconsistent accuracy-wise, like, when you get to the second level or you get outside the numbers. But, like, there's a lot of, like, you know, just good getting the ball out of his hands on time, easy throws that he makes. Like, I think you're kind of projecting with him, like, putting him in a offense that suits him better with, with the Bearcats more yeah. pro-style type offense. And an offense he knows because, like you, you mentioned, he was already at Cincinnati. Um, which I do think is really cool is like he backed up Ritter at Cincinnati, 
spent a year starting in, in the FBS, came back with Ritter gone. It's very soccer, just putting a guy out on loan and coming back. I wonder if we'll see more of that. It's like it, it's not it, a bad idea, right? Yeah, I thought I thought it was pretty cool. Um, and then with Bohannon, Bohannon's got a rocket launcher. Yeah, he's he's a certified huckster. He's so he's so fun. Yeah, he's fun as hell. He slings it, and then he's got that you know he's, he's so big. He's a big old power runner. Um, I, like I don't know, is the mechanics are pretty wonky, and yeah. like he's kind of just like chucking it most of the time. But yeah, he, he's, he is he's a lot of fun. He he he's kind of like yeah. Um, who did he reminds me a little bit of Tanner Lee from Nebraska? Remember yeah, him? He's got some. T- Where he's like all the physical tools are there, but like the quarterback position itself, like maybe he's a tight end, you know. <laughs> um, but going like. He is so much better than what USF has had. Like he put up pretty good numbers at Baylor last year, and, and Jeff Grimes did a good job tailoring that offense to the run game and what Bohannon did well. But uh, I'm interested to see how this shapes up because I think Bohannon has the talent that like he ended up at USF simply because he was a late transfer because he was going head to head with Blake Shapin for that Baylor starting quarterback job and. Dave Aranda was up front with him and told him he should transfer, which I respect. Um, but I, I kind of wish he could end up at a, a program that had a little more, you know, because it's going to be hard. Watching but alternatively, those games like the last few years started to jump either up. There is just like nothing, nothing, nothing there. Yeah. Alternatively, maybe he just like puts the team on his back and they run the hell out of him. And it, yeah, fine, yeah. But but he he's a fun player. Um, did you did you like any of these other quarterbacks? No, not really. Tanner Mordecai is like great for SMU. Like he's he's he's, he, he's a, a great SMU college quarterback. quarterback. He is. Yeah, he's really good. He said like that's another perfect SMU transfer. Uh, oh, some... it's funny too though because he he hasn't even been named the starter under Brett Lashley because they brought in um they they landed uh like the 105th overall prospect uh, last year. He's a quarterback named Preston Stone. So Mordecai hasn't even been given the QB one job yet. Poor guy. That's that's, that's not fair. But I respect it. Uh, uh, I do. I do. Just want to mention John Reese Plumley going to UCF is going to be pretty fun, if if he wins the starting job because I, yeah. I know they got Mikey Keene there. He's, he, it's going to be interesting. I mean, he's not accurate at all, but the fucking. But the, like, that's a perfect there. team yeah. for like Gus Malzahn tailoring that offense to yeah. Plumley's athleticism. Uh, I think could be a, could be a good time. Um, do you think he wins the job? I actually don't. I, I, I thought even. Mikey Keene. I thought Mikey Keene like showed a lot as a true freshman. But I'm sure they'll have like packages for Plumley. Yeah, um, he like should have gone to USF. That, <laughs> this is a good pick. Yeah, Bohannon at UCF. Actually, cool. they should switch. Where did didn't Richrod take a head coaching job somewhere? That's where John Reese Plumley should have gone. <laughs> Richrod head. Co- yeah, he left ULM. Uh, Richard is Jack. He's Jacksonville State's head coach Holy. right now. Get there, John Reese. John Reese was fun as hell under Richard as Ole Miss's OC. He was. Um, okay, want to move on to the running backs? Yeah, let's 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 jump on over. Um, I don't think there like there wasn't a a guy in this group who you're necessarily banging the table for. I, I I don't disagree. I do like Daenerys Prince from Tulsa. He he is he is the dra- only draftable I have. I have a, I have a late day three on him. Yeah, I, I agree. Same. 
but he, just got to see more more of him. I think that's can, it, right? can can I can I pitch what I thought about him while watching him? Go for it. He's got the chance to be like the Damian Pierce, where like the program just didn't give him enough touches, but he is an NFL back. Yeah, I don't know why they don't give him more. Uh, he's also a former blue chip. Like he was at Texas A and M, transferred to Tulsa. Um, kind of in the rotation there. Well built guy, physical runner, good con- good mix of contact, balance, and quickness. Kind of one cutty. Um, can catch the ball too and pass block. Yeah, he's a, he's a good pass blocker. Um, yeah, that's why the Damian Pierce thing came to mind is because he's a three down back and they just don't play him enough for some reason. Yeah, he, he had like five catches against Oklahoma State, looked good, but then like two the rest of the year. Yeah, they <laughs> but, they just one they don't feature him enough as a pass catcher. Two, they don't feature him enough as an actual running back. I don't know why. Yeah, and and that offensive line's not going to be better this year, obviously, with losing dudes, actual dudes. And I mean, I don't know, but yeah, he's a guy that I don't know about Pierce's level of where he got drafted. But I think that's a good uh, comparison. No, but yeah, thank you. Like, I don't think he's like if I was ranking the G five running backs, like I'd, I'd have him behind like McBride, uh, yeah. Ali, and Peoples, but. He he's probably the next guy after them in the in the mix with like Mims and, and Toa Tau. Yeah, I think I'd have him just above those two. I agreed. Yeah, yeah that's where I got him. The, the talent uh, is and there. I, yeah, and like he he could be a, a candidate for a huge breakout. You know, and NCAAF uh, the, the Twitter account breakout watch. <laughs> Everyone's on breakout watch, and that's why it's, it's everyone. Um, who's your next guy after Prince? Because I thought he was clear one. I always uh, he is. I always love my guy Ulysses Bentley. I'm always gonna pound the table for Ulysses, baby. He, he transferred. He transferred to Ole Miss. Did he? Fuck, that's sick. I didn't even know. Yeah, con- congrats. That's huge. That's why for he's me. not. That's why never straight from my list, Asia. The list <laughs> straight from the list. God damn it. I know you did. <laughs> Ulysses Bentley and Zach Evans is gonna be a fun combo. That's really cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Fine. My next guy then. I, I like the other SMU running back, but above him, though, I'm going to put uh, the guy, Bowser himself, baby. Bowser Bowser is... Uh... you, you got to love him. you got to love him. He gets it done. He's dirty work. They run him to the ground when he's healthy. He's just like, so solid and reliable. He's like James Connery. He is. He is James Connery. I, I just like... My, my worry with him is like he just can't make anyone miss and... He lacks vision. He's just a, a hammer. I don't. I think he's got some vision to him. I mean, he's not going to break off big chunks or anything, but he's never going to lose yards. I got. He's my fourth running back in this conference. Ooh. I don't love him. I don't that love him. I like. At the Bowser. I like. Uh, I like Keaton Mitchell at, at uh, East Carolina as like a satellite guy. Mm-hmm. I think he catches the ball really well. And he's really quick in the open field. He's a fun player. Uh, and my number two guy is SMU's Trey Siggers. He's, he's my third guy. I, he like, yeah, he's, he, he's fun. He, he's like, was just a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I mean, like, really well built, like 5'9", 210. He's just like a a tough dude like, who catches the ball pretty well, too. Yeah, and, and, and just, he breaks first contact pretty consistently. He's yeah. like a mighty mouse. He's, he, he's like a Mike Davis. Yeah, not, not a lot of juice to him. I don't know if there's like... No, and he's a sixth year. He's a sixth year. He's not yeah. getting drafted. No, but uh, I think he he's especially with your guy Bentley gone. Like he's and Lashley coming in, who's going to run the ball a little bit more than Sonny Dykes. Uh, I think he's due for a big year. Spears is a little bit interesting at Tulane. Like there's some. He has a little more hype. I didn't think his tape matched some of the hype I'd seen. Oh, on I, I didn't see any hype. I just thought like he's kind of fun. 
Well, they, they they do a fun job with like him being the wildcat yeah. guy too. Yeah, like he's got some good juice. He's got juice, some good speed. Kind of yeah, like he's out, a good athlete. Yeah, like you know, hit the outside zone, hole and gone kind of slasher dude. Um, um, some and, contact balance. Yeah, and him and Cameron Carroll, their other back, are a good kind of one too. Mm-hmm. Carroll, bigger back, more a little bit more physical, uh, less juice. But who, who was your third guy? Did you say already? Yeah, Mitchell at East Carolina. Oh, okay. okay. Anyone else you really want to talk about here? Do you like your guy, Jay Ducker? Jay Ducker's my dude, baby. He's okay. He, uh, he's, yeah, he wasn't, I don't know. I, I still find it so weird that he left Northern Illinois for Memphis. Yeah, I mean, he got, like, he's a little glider, like, nice speed. I don't know. He's fun. It's a weird, yeah. it's, a, it's a weird move. Uh, I want to see more of Mangham at USF just because he's so big. He's, yeah, coming in from Colorado. <laughs> Yeah. Him, okay. If they just pound him and him and him and uh, Bohannon, like, like that's a lot of fun. Th- that would be fun. Like, <laughs> just like uh, uh, the the Chip Kelly uh, spread option, but like with a more power <laughs> take than his own take. Yeah, that's sick. There we go. Uh, give us, give us the USF. Kind of. Oh, you know what they need to do? They need to run the the Wake Forest um, the the delayed the delayed mesh point run yeah. game. Mm-hmm. That would they should steal that. From uh, Dave Clawson. Uh, anyway, the wide receiver group, um, a, a good group. Yeah. Uh, I, I I thought overall the running backs and the like the quarterbacks are whatever, but the running backs are kind of disappointing. But I, I enjoyed the receiver group. Yeah. Um. Definitely. I, I think there's a couple good dudes. I got two draftable grades here. I got three. Uh, one guy, uh, yeah, I think we got the same top three guys probably. Well, the next guy is just like I want to see more of transferring in USF if you, uh, UCF if that's yeah, Kobe right, Hudson. Right. Yeah. Um, and then like like I love Ryan O'Keefe. That's my guy. I love Bo Corrales. That's my guy. Like, so it's a fun. Bo, Bo Corrales um, uh, going to SMU yeah. could be yeah very. He just has not. St- it just no. couldn't stay healthy for like two years at UNC, but. When he was healthy, he was a really interesting, like, yeah. ex-ball getter. Yeah, and a 6'3", Such a big – played bigger than that, too, it, it felt def- like. Yeah, he did. Really strong hands, really good at those 50-50 balls. Um, yeah, he, he, could, he could be good at SMU. Yeah, he could be, especially with uh, with Rasheed Rice opposite him. Yeah, I was about to say, top, complimenting the top uh, receiver in this in this conference here, Rasheed Yeah, do you, so do you have Rasheed Rice number one? Yeah, I got Rice and then Nathaniel Dell. So yeah, that that because I, I think that's a, a worthwhile debate to have. And it's the thing that just works against Dell is he's so damn small. Yeah, I mean he's fun as fuck. I mean he is so fast. Yeah, he's he's fast and he's quick. He's, and he's fluid and he's a way better route runner than I was expecting. Yeah, he is. He is. I I think it's just like that that lower body quickness and that lower body's so mm. lean on him. Like he's uh, like yeah. a. He's like Hollywood Brown-ish at Kinda. Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. But sm- smaller. <laughs> yeah, and not uh not speeding criminally Just, anymore. Yeah. Yeah, game game breaking deep speed. Uh, when he's asked to to run routes, he, he I think he's like you said he's very fluid. He gets in and it breaks well. I th- I think he does a good job. Um, Stemming his routes too to like win leverage, mm-hmm. uh, which is an underrated thing, especially for a speedster receiver. Probably doesn't need to do that in this conference. Uh, but then, yeah, it's just 5'10, 155. Like, he has some concentration drops. Yeah. Like, it, when you press him, is he going to be able to get off like a Marlon Humphrey pressing him? 
maybe not. So like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, that's the big thing with him is how does he get off press, uh, and, and how does he win um, in traffic? Uh, uh, also, interesting. He he transferred from Alabama A and M to JUCO to Houston. Yeah, I know it's kind of a cool journey for him. Yeah. Uh, uh, what 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 grade do you have on him? Round uh, mid mid day three. Yeah. Okay. I'm about the same. I got Rice just a little bit higher. Yeah. Right. Rice is a more complete player. Like. Yeah. Rashi Rice. They list him at six three two zero six. I don't think he's that big. Dane Brugler has him at six one two zero three. Okay. That sounds right. That sounds right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he has better hands. He is not as nearly as explosive, but I think he he does a good job. Um, like yak getting. No, no, no. I think he's great after the catch. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a yeah. very physical player after the catch. Yeah. Uh, I, I, more route running. Uh, I, I don't think he's, like, jaw-droppingly quick, but he gets in, his, in and out of his reds really efficiently. Yeah, good, like, solid um, breaks. Yeah. Yeah. He, I, I want to see him kind of be more physical at the catch point because he's really physical after the catch. 100%. That's my big knock. Like, so, I forget what game it was. Uh, it might have been, like, like, Texas State last year. We kind of just like got bullied at the catch point for an interception. Like that, that can't be happening. Like, it, and that—that's part of the reason I was like, "There's no way six three two zero six. Yeah, yeah. But like six one two zero three, like that's a well built. Like you said, yeah, he's he really good after the catch. He's got that like powerful contact balance run. Like he's he's good. Yeah, it's just at the, for that size, especially at a you know a lower conference. Like you just like to see him like be a bit more of a bully. Like he, he's getting he's getting bullied at the catch point at times. Just be more physical with the ball in the air. You're right. Um, Everything else, he's pretty well rounded. I agree. Um, good, he, good. SMU too. Like they just they've been that program, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be fun watching him and, and the the boy Bo baby. But yeah, your third guy is uh, Kobe Hudson, UCF. Kobe yeah, from I, Auburn. He's interesting. I think he's so interesting because as a true sophomore, he I, I he was like the the trustworthy guy yeah. in that Auburn offense. Yeah. And and not just like he he was playing like a ton of slot and making some insane circus catches, but also I thought he was a far better route runner than I was expecting. He does a really good job, um, kind of getting off defenders at the last second, creating space. Uh, he I thought he was really nuanced. He's good, and then yeah, six one two hundred, like he's well built too, and. Uh... He's got like a really nice body control. I, I thought the body control was the, the most, maybe the most impressive trade he's got there. Like you said, making like some circus catches, making some really nice sideline catches. No, I think I think that's a really good get for UCF. Um, like I don't have a draftable on him, but I can definitely see him being a draftable dude. It's exactly like he was in a bad situation last year. It was in the SEC. He was a true sophomore without a, a lot else around him other than Tank Bigsby. Um, it's gonna be really interesting to see what that UCF offense looks like, because they brought in a ton of transfers on both sides, yeah, sides yeah. of the ball. I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's smart, too. Like, losing Robinson to the SEC, they snag Hudson from the SEC. Like, that's, I like that move. I like O'Keefe, too. O'Keefe is just, like, you know, a little gadget slot dude. They get the ball in his hands, and he's dangerous as fuck. And he's got that big-time speed, and it was, what, Florida in the bowl game. He just he just mucked him for, like, a couple hundred yards. Like, that game always stick with me. That was, uh, O'Keefe is a ton of fun. No draftable grade on him or anything, and I don't know how much of an actual wide receiver he is, but he's still fun as fuck. He he's uh, 
I, I feel like he's in the mold of the like the Isaiah McKenzies, you know, yeah. like but uh, like not not a draftable type of player like that per se, but um, definitely a guy who who's could find a role in the NFL as like that fifth gadgety guy. Yeah, apparently, hey, apparently Montreal Washington's killing Broncos camp, so that type of well, dude. I could I I could have told you that <laughs> months ago. Um, anyone else you 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 were fond of here? No, I. I find C.J. Johnson in East Carolina just interesting because he's so large. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he, he's suspended right now. Uh, I don't mind Keelan Stokes, who was a little bit of an older product. Like, a, I don't know, like 6'200". He's kind of built like a running back, kind of makes some big plays. He's, he's a little bit of fun. They do some fun stuff with him, but um, nothing nothing to really write home about. Um, what about the tight ends? Okay, so I think the top guy is clearly Josh Wiley, but... I don't know, man. Like he's been on our radar for a few years. I feel like he's he has not taken that step that you'd hope. That, that's my, that's my big thing with with Wiley. He is he is so flashy. Um, yeah. He is. I also don't think I don't know. Is he as big as he's listed? I, I can believe six seven. Like if it's like you know six six and he's tall, half. but two fifty. I think uh, he's so lean. He's under two fifty. That that's for sure. And he, and he's like yeah, he plays as a slot H back type role. And he's very good after the catch, and he, he he's a good seam threat. He's uh, a big time seam threat. But he just there's not a lot to him as a route runner or a blocker. Yeah. I don't know, like he and hasn't. He, he I didn't. You're right. He didn't take like a big step this past year or anything. No, he's looked. He's looking the same like he did like when we first started watching him, and and I think the drops have kind of become more of a problem. I don't know. I, I think like yeah. he's, not, he's not very good blocker, but the length kind of helps. I don't know this this with with you know he's kind of clear to be the like be a focal point in that in that uh since he passing attack but I don't know I do have a draftable it's a seventh on him right now but um I don't know just with the pedigree like you know with the traits you think he's gonna get drafted but I really want to see him like be a big breakout dude. Well, I I want to see yeah will he be featured far more like is he. Is he going to be the way Alec Pierce was that true X last year? And I, I, that, like, he could be. Like, could they flex him out a little bit more? Or just I think they should. If you if you look at if you look at the size of their other receivers who are back, they're all really small guys. They don't have that big ball getter. And I know Desmond Ritter's gone, but Ben Bryant's a guy who will push the ball yeah. down the field too for yeah. those contested catch situations. So I think like that would be a really good thing to see Wiley do this year is is kind of split out more yeah. and be a, a ball winner like that. Yeah, both both for the sake of his stock because that's just you know what you're gonna see with with a dude that size and hopefully he can pull it off and for the sake of the football team because I think that's like you just said that's like the role they need in filling Alec Pierce's shoes. Um, no, definitely. I mean, do you, do you have a, do you have a draft ball on, on Wiley? I do. Late yeah, day okay. three. Yeah. Okay. okay. He's he's my only draftable tight end in this conference. Um, same here. I didn't mind. Uh, I think the next guy I, I got is his teammate Leonard Taylor, who I just kind of opposite. I just think he's like a, a, a well-rounded, solid tight end at, at six five two fifty. Yeah, he he's a guy who I he was um a bigger recruit for them. I think mm-hmm. if I remember right, he was like a, a four star, and he looks like an NFL tight end. And he plays in line a lot more. Yep. And he's a better blocker than Wiley. Yep. Uh, he's obviously not the same pass catching threat, but every once in a while, like in the Notre Dame game, I think it was like big play down the seam when he was lined up as like a jumbo slot. He's he's an interesting guy who, with again with Pierce gone, if Wiley's playing almost more as a true receiver, that could be big for Leonard Taylor too. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And like, like he's got enough athleticism. His hands are good. 
Um, he's not a bad blocker. And, like, he's got the size. Like you say, it looks like an NFL tight end. No, there's, there's a lot of pieces there for Taylor. Um, and then UCF, uh, they, they brought in a transfer in Kamori Gamble from Florida. I didn't love him. I don't think he's bad. Good yeah. situation for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you saw a bit at Florida out of him. Like, he's, you know, 6'4", 245, he looks it. I think he's pretty well built. Um, okay blocker, like, good effort, though, at least. And he's, like, a pretty, like, decent athlete. Like, he, he's got that turn and run ability, which some tight ends just don't, you know. <laughs> he's not, he's not yeah. stiff. So, no, I think that's a good pickup. I agree with you. I uh, don't have draft on him or anything now, and I think he's behind the Cincy guys. But uh, one to watch. Agreed. Um, you want to move on to the offensive line? Yeah, sure. Uh, pretty solid group. Yeah, I think uh, even, like, the the guys lower on my rankings for the conference, like, are, are decent players. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, a lot of solid players. Yeah. Who's your, who's your top dude? Uh, Cincinnati center, Jake Renfro. Okay, he's my second guy, but uh, Renfro's good, especially as a true junior this year. He, that that was the thing. All these guys are like redshirt seniors. He's a true junior, and he just looks like he already just, he does everything pretty well. He's not blowing you away with anything, but he is, he has the exact makeup of, like, that fourth round center yeah. who starts for a decade, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. He, he's, a, he's a very physical run blocker. He's a real finisher through the whistle. He he climbs well. Like he has enough quickness yeah. to to reach that second level, and and he can make reach blocks and pass protection. Like I, I'd like him to, and this is most centers, especially in college football. Like I just like him to play a little bit lower and firmer yeah. base. But he still has a good enough anchor, and he uses his hands well. Um, I just think he he's like pro ready type center. Yeah, no, I I think like if he comes out this year, I got a fifth round grade on him. Like you said, he kind of feels like that pluggy play uh, type of day three center. And, yeah. You know what's nice, though, for putting on a guy that's not in a Power 5 conference especially, but even in Power 5 conferences, you throw on centers and you kind of expect them almost to be undersized <laughs> like yeah. a lot of times, especially in modern college football. He's not, though. He's 6'3", 310, but he, he looks big. He's got that thick build. He's a wide body dude. Like I said, I, I'm really impressed with the second level work. Um the anchor is, is okay. I think, like, the, the, the blitz pickup strength is solid. But, like like you said, kind of, like, feet need some work. He's a little lungy. Like, he's just staying low and, and all that stuff. But for a guy that was a true sophomore last year, the, he looks really good. Yeah, he, he, he is, I think, the he was my highest-rated group of five offensive linemen. Uh, I got – I think he might be my second. Second, I like a couple other guys from this group. Um, My top guy, though, I, I went with Patrick Paul from Houston. Who? He's my he's my number two. He he's the guy where, like, I think he has the most potential to, yeah. to make a huge lead. Agreed. And I, I gave him a fourth round grade, which is pretty high. Needs a lot of work, but like twenty twenty one was only full year playing. Uh, he's six seven three fifteen, so that the big frame, the the size is checked out. The length is good. Um, like you know, like the hand placement needs work. Uh, I feel like just his footwork needs it needs to be more consistent in his pass set. Um, but other than that, I, I think like, you know, the functional strength checks out, he's got the athleticism. He's got a bit of an asshole, not, not like over the top or anything, but that, that checks out. Um, the anchor's pretty good. The mirror's good. Um, yeah. the talent is very good. Yeah. I think he's a very natural mirror. He, yeah, he is. He is. 
run blocking you don't see too much and he needs to sustain better for sure it kind of it kind of reminded me watching him charles to cross. a lesser degree yeah i was gonna say abraham lucas or abraham lucas i mean he's clearly not as good as charles cross but the like, same same situation i know um where i mean cross just made the pass protection look so fucking good but yeah he doesn't not that good but he's good enough that i think he's got a chance to be like a day two guy if he keeps getting better yeah he he's he's a he's a guy who could be a top 50 pick yeah if everything clicks yeah no for whereas sure. i have renfro above him and i i don't think renfro's got that but um who's your third guy uh talon grable from from UCF. yeah he He's another one who's just dripping with potential. Really, he's transferred from Jacksonville State. Rich, he, Rich Rod lost him, damn. Yeah. Uh, to, to UCF, and he dominated his level of competition at Jacksonville State. He is a really, really good athlete. He moves so well in space. Gets to the second level really easily. Yeah. I think he's going to have no problem transitioning to the AAC as a run blocker in Gus Malzahn's scheme. Just the pass protection is is where you're you were like. And he's lean. He's six seven two ninety. Yeah, and I think like like you, you throw on the tape against Florida State, he held up pretty well against Jermaine Johnson. And I think I think that's something to be said. And like you said, he's six seven two ninety. He's lean. He's got the good length to him though. Um, I I like to see more of a son of a bitch in him. He he really is kind of like doesn't have that yet. No, and, and I think that that. Shows up uh, when you talk about sustaining blocks. Yeah, yeah. But like you said, the athleticism, uh, yeah. the, the feet are pretty good. Like, uh, there's a lot to like with it with Grable. Yeah. Uh, who uh, After those three, because I think those are the, the three, uh, who do you have? I, I got two more draftable grades. I got I like kind of like Jalen Thomas for SMU. That's my next. Yeah, I have a draftable on him. He's my fourth guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, first of all, he's playing tackle, but he's a he's a guard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's six three three seventeen. He's been starting at like left tackle for them for like three years too. It's it it just looks like you can tell like it's like that's that's a guard playing out of position, but um because like the kick stuff like just looks awkward, but but yeah. it works, it works, and I don't know like everything checks out pretty good. Like he's he's well built at that size, you know he's, he's pretty strong. I think the anchor could kind of improve, but that might just be like him being like wonky out wide, you know? Um, yeah. A lot of a lot of tools there though. Big time. Uh, I got one more draftable grade. Who I, I know is a you bit got... of a hot topic here. Uh oh. I, I like I, I like Lawrence Metz, the the big old German. Uh, is is he a hot topic? My my yeah. my my next two after after Thomas are the two massive guys, Swoboda <laughs> at UCF and, and Lawrence Metz, who are both just gargantuan. It just seems like I, I I did a quick search. I want to see what people thought about him, and it just seems like draft tutors are used overrated. I mean, like I got a late day three, but I I mean, like I don't think anyone's saying he's going yeah, day exactly, two. You know? Exactly. But uh, I mean, it, being six nine three twenty, he's and he, he's full of raw talent. You know what's funny? I remember when James Hudson got hurt at left tackle a couple of yeah. years ago, and Mets got thrown in. I think it was against Georgia. Yeah. Uh, and, and looked like a train wreck. Yep. And uh, but then last year he moved to guard and he, he was he looked like a good player. Throwing the Notre Dame game, uh, like it's inconsistent, but man, he's got some highlight real power. Like he just blows dudes off the line at times. It's uh, obviously with him. My, my my main concern is is he too tall to be playing inside? Maybe, but I don't. I almost feel like he's not as tall as he's listed. I don't think he is either because I think Soboda's actually six <laughs> ten, and. He, 
and and Mets Mets is probably six seven and a half. Yeah, yeah. Which is still really fucking tall, but um, yeah. The, the the athleticism he possesses at that size, yeah, playing in, it, it really shows up inside too. He's like uh, always the first guy off the ball, and like that goes for the defensive side too. Like it's it's really impressive. Like you said, just the, the movement ability is really impressive. Yeah, so but like he, raw as fuck, and his eyes are too old. Yeah. But he he's a fun one though, and like Tom Cable saw himself on him. Yeah, um, he, he'll 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 be drafted for being that size yeah. and that raw. Like it's guaranteed. Uh, if Ryan Soboda was smaller, I think he would get more hype. Because I think he's a really natural pass protector. He does a really go- j- good job mirroring for a six foot ten right tackle. Uh, and he was playing at Virginia last year. And he, he's just really fun because watching a six foot ten guy yeah. handle uh, big or a- a- ACC pass rushers is fun. Um, but yeah, UCF getting him and Grable is really cool. That is, it is really cool. UCF is uh, winning the Natty. This is the year. Agreed. Uh, anyone else here you want to talk about? Uh, no, I think that's good. But it was a good group. Uh, I, I do want to say, I think Dylan O'Quinn, the third guy in that Cincy offensive line, is a little bit interesting, too. I think he moves really well. And he, he's the right tackle, and I think he's a guard in the NFL. But name to watch. Uh, defensive line. We start All right, we'll, we'll, we'll start with the guy who's not actually in this conference, and yeah. we just tossed Army in here because Army, Army would win the AAC if they were in that. Uh, and that that that's Andre Carter, who um, I don't think he's the first round guy you've seen in mock drafts, maybe. But he's a good football player. Do you have a day two grade on him now? No, me neither. I just want to see, but he's no, really I've, good. I, yeah, he he is very good. He especially like, for an army guy, six seven two sixty has shocking bend for that size. Really great, great first step. Good yeah. speed rusher. Um, uses his length pretty well. Plays his ass off too. Oh yeah, uh, the the issue I think comes down to like he doesn't set the edge overly well. He doesn't play with a ton of power. Um, if an offensive lineman gets a hold of him, he is like he's tall and lean, and you, you can t- kind of take him for a ride. Um, but like the all the athleticism and size are there, and. To, to, to be a day two pass rusher, I just don't think he's there yet. And I, I think he's being uh, kind of mocked in the first round of mocks just because of the statistics and the size. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at the statistics, it, they came against, like, really piss-poor competition. Not to, yeah, not like, to discredit Andre Carter at all, because he's a legit NFL prospect. Yeah, yeah really but like he, like he'd have three sacks in one game like and none in this. Yeah. yeah. Like, you throw in the Wake Forest game. You felt like he's an NFL prospect, but I think he came in with one tackle, and that's it. Um, but yeah. he, he looked like an NFL prospect. He was creating havoc, but not finishing. And I think that's why he's more of a day three dude. Um, and like you said, like I don't but, know, like but, he, he's pure like athlete right now. I feel but like. yeah, but I will say like all the tools are there for him to yep. elevate. Like, um, but and I don't think that's going to come with Army coaching. That's that's the thing, right? No offense. What? But the a- the attitude the and the most motor. Messed up thing you've ever. That's said. from army. That's from army. Buddy. Uh, the 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 clear first step athleticism. Yeah. The hot motor and, and the size. Yeah. Are so important, and he's got them. So it's just refining his game and and just becoming a stronger player, setting the edge. Against the the Air Force triple option, his get off was just fucking destructive. It was so much fun. I think like the second snap of the game. He he beat the pitch and like, he batted it down. It was fucking mm-hmm, awesome. Mm-hmm. He's a ton of fun, and it's really cool to see yeah. a, that 
he's the best service academy prospect uh, we've had on the show. That's for sure. Right? I'm um, not missing anyone, am I? No, absolutely. Malcolm Perry. <laughs> but so he's a ton of fun. I don't know about first round pick, but um, like, would I be shocked if he ends up in like the late third round? No, not at all. That that potential is there, but I think he's more like an early day three, like you know, early mid day three kind of dude. But he's also the best group of five defensive linemen. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. I think. Also, blanking. But um, who's your number two guy? I, I liked I like since he's uh, going to the end tier at least uh, the Briggs the Briggs yeah Ju- the Juwan Briggs, Briggs was my favorite pleasant surprise because uh, I don't know I'd heard more about Malik Van. He's been there longer. Briggs yeah. transferred in this past year from Virginia. Yeah. But he's a really good football player. And, and, and they're playing him at 3-tech, 5-tech, nose tackle. They've got a deep D-line rotation, too. So he's not playing all the time. But he's got some serious power. He does. He's, he's like, consistent knocking dudes off the line of scrimmage. And he's 6'1", 313. But, like, he feels bigger. Yeah, he, he he's, like, a, a bowling ball. Yeah. But, like, he feels bigger, but he moves like he's 300 pounds. Like, flat. I think he's really interesting, and like you, like you see some like he's not like the most fluid guy, but good agility for for a bigger guy, um, good just like as a pass rusher, just attacking half the man and creating some havoc. I think there's a lot of pieces there for for him to be a, a breakout dude. And, and, true, and true he's not, too. He's not the biggest guy, but he holds the point well enough. Um, he's well put together. It's yeah, yeah. I the the thing to like really juice him up. I think unlocking those hands because yeah. sometimes he uses them, sometimes he doesn't, but. Like he he's got a swim move that he breaks out every once in a while. It's pretty interesting. There there was one sack where he lined up over the Houston right tackle, um, and he, he he went with a push pull swim combo, and it was just so nasty. That's pretty sick. I, I didn't I yeah. didn't see that. That's cool. Um, no one else really it's caught my eye. It's on my Twitter. Go watch it. I won't. And no one else really caught my eye. Is there anyone you you really want to? Uh, I I I was kind of disappointed because there were some guys who put up stats. Yeah. And, and the the tape didn't quite match that. Um, but I, I thought Bankston at, at Houston, he was my next guy. Um, he's he's a little undersized. He transferred from Iowa State. He kind of plays any of the interior spots. I, I thought he showed some uh, nice power and quickness combo. I feel like um, he'll he'll fit in Houston pretty well, like with what they like to do. Yeah, uh, Hodges was the guy who put up crazy stats yeah. and just he's a weird player because he's six one two eighty. And he's playing edge, and I thought he was a good run defender, but just, there was just like kind of not a lot going on in terms of pass rush. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, yeah, no, I. But hell, the, this conference has produced some strong defensive linemen in the past, yeah. so I'm sure someone will emerge. I, I, I really since you guys, yeah. I kind of think I do. Kind of think Briggs could shoot up though, because they're going to be leaning on him a lot more. I think. Where, where do you have him now? Like, I just what'd you grade him at? Like fifth, fifth round. Yeah, I have fifth, sixth. Like, I don't have him that far behind Andre Carter. No, me, me neither. But totally okay. football players. But no, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I just in terms of defensive line. Uh, want to move on to the linebackers? Uh, sure. Um, my my top dude here. I'm going back to Cincy. Deshaun Pace is just he's so fun. Yeah, he's so interesting. I mean, first and maybe foremost, he's six two two fifteen. I think you got to get. That. Get that out of the way first, but like, fuck, he, he's so fucking quick, man. Like, just the honestly, I was I wasn't even watching him. Yet. I think I was watching Briggs. Maybe it was a Houston game. It was a Houston game. Yeah, I, I watched for Briggs because he he had one play where um he just beat Paul. Like he just 
Like, he just knife spy him, right? Yeah. In, for did, a TFL? Little, yeah, a little, like, outside jab and backside TFL on him. Like, I was like, holy fuck. I'm like that. Uh, before I th- started paying attention to him, and then I just, I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to yeah. start watching him. Um, because, yeah, he, he's just the quickness is, is eye-popping. Yeah. So, like, he plays a... Like a will overhang kind of hybridy they, role. They move them all over the place. Yeah. Well, well, the thing was they had so many lo- like uh, obviously they had Darian Beavers there last which is year. Such a fun duo, by the way, <laughs> to, to compare the two of them. Uh, I forget the other Joel D. I forget his last name, but he was a big like thumping Mike who he's yeah. gone now. And then Ty Van Vossen, they play all these linebackers and and Pace was like the the true athlete out there and. He was almost like a, a safety yeah. linebacker hybrid for them, and just the 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 twitchiness, the quickness, like um, he 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 he's a really physical tackler. He's uh, a really good. He tackler. plays he plays pretty well in space. Yeah. Uh, I just yeah he's I thought he he was I only had a draftable on him. Me too. Me too. Um. um. Yeah, and like like just the athleticism sh- like shines and shedding blocks too. Like he's not gonna set a strong edge, but like when he's out there. But like, I think it was Notre Dame one of the first plays of the game where um you know he, he beats two blocks and makes a tackle. Um, like you said, in space, like he's comfortable in, in space. He's got that nice range. Um, good first step, and like, yeah, just like that. The when he's going into the backfield, the quickness can be scary. Just just really scary. Uh, fun player. I, I think he's the best uh, best pl- defense player in this in this conference. Does that include Andre Carter? Uh, no, no. Coward. He's the best player in the, the best defensive player in the conference, though. Um, I saw some like PFF hype for Dorian Williams, who I, I wasn't on the list. I went outside the list. Um, Tulane. I, I don't know if you got eyes on him. Meh. It wasn't. Okay, I don't trust you. They had him like in their top ten linebackers. I saw like a while ago, and I, I just screenshot and saved it. I'm like, okay, uh, eh. good eyes. It's a solid, solid player, but like I don't know, uh, nothing to get excited about. He's like sixty two twenty five. Like it's I don't know, nothing to to get super excited about. Is there anyone else that really uh, caught your eye, linebacker? No, Van uh, Fossen's a good college linebacker. Yes, he definitely is. I, I love that Cincy defense. I love like they're gonna be just as maybe well not just as good, but they're gonna be but just as like, all I the best deep. guy. At- the best guy at each defense position in the conference is basically a sensey guy. Exactly, man. And they just do such a fucking good job. Yeah, for real. And they, I don't know, man. Like, even watching Cincy last year, and I think Briggs was probably one of those guys. Like, every time you watch them, and if, if you're not, you know, if Sauce wasn't doing insane stuff and, you know, all Beavers wasn't my favorite dude. Like, you're always finding, like, a new guy to watch. And I think the same thing's going to happen this year, and it's just going to keep on going. Yeah, I agree. And, and speaking of that, you want to move to the corners? Yeah, go for it. Is Arquan Bush your top corner? He is. He's good. He, 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 he He's fun because he was playing nickel last year because they had Kobe Bryant in, in sauce, obviously. And now uh, he's going to be moving outside, and it's just nice to know he can play nickel while he's playing out there now. He kind of feels like Kobe Bryant, like, again, doesn't he? He's he's more technically sound than he is athletic, and yeah. he's super physical, yes. Yeah. that, that uh, Nord- He's I watched, feisty. Yeah, I watched that Notre Dame game, and he had that one play where uh, – it wasn't. It wasn't on his. Meyer wasn't his guy, but Meyer caught in. Oh, and he him lights and just him up. him out. I'm like, holy fuck! And he had a couple of like really big hits. And I think, yeah, like you said, technically sound. See him play nickel, looking good at it was impressive. Just good feet, solid hips, and that really good tackling. And yeah, this guy's a pro nickel. If if he wants to be, or he can just be outside corner. You know what I mean? Like, see what he can do this year. 
Yeah, uh, he he did a really good job in kind of because they played a lot of cover three and cover one. He did a really good job just being a enforcer out there in the flats. Yeah. Um, he he had loose hips too. He's like not small. Like he's built almost exactly like Kobe Bryant. Yeah, he reminds me a lot a lot of like yeah he uh, does. It's I I just uh, the the big question to me with him is just is he athletic enough to hold up in man coverage? Um, but really good press zone type guy. Uh, the feet can be a little sporadic, but um, he's he's a very good group of five corner. Yes, yeah, definitely. And like you said, just having that the nickel history, and I think he's going to look good outside. It is something that NFL teams are going to like. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's your, do, you, do you like anyone else? Corner, not so much, but there's a couple safeties that are fun. I, I just want to mention, I think Devontae Brown at UCF is an interesting corner. Just six two, yeah, pretty physical, fluid man cover guy. Uh, I I gotta watch, but yeah, the safety groups are good. Multiple fun safeties. Well, well, it's is new, baby. AAC is the safety conference. I've always said that. Uh, always, yeah. Who's who's your top guy? I want to hear you stack it because I did have trouble. Okay, I, I I end up with uh with Owens from Houston first. Oh wow, okay, me too. I, I so I had it Owens, Quindell Johnson, Javon Hicks. I got Owens, Hicks, Johnson. Johnson. Okay. So I think the reason, maybe, uh, let me guess, that you have Owens as your top guy too, is I thought he was the best in coverage. Yeah. I mean, uh, for safety, really good feet uh, and really good hips. And I think that's pretty impressive. I, I feel like I don't have, like, I got, like, a third round. Uh, no, day three grade on him. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't have, like, an um, – I, I have draftables on all three of those guys, but, like, none of them above the day three. I actually only have on, on Owens, but, like, borderline for, for Hicks and Johnson. Um, yeah, no, I, like, good range, um, good eyes. I, I do think, like, he needs to just be, like – I think he kind of got better in 2021, but, like, just break down and tackle better at times. I, th- I watched the BYU game from 2020, and, like, Zach Wilson made him look kind of silly. Like, ah, you can't – not a good sign when Zach Wilson's making you look bad. Um, and he got kind of got pulled down by the tricky shit BYU did that year a couple times. But no, I think like just getting better. Um, and like yeah, like just in zone, I think he's he's got something there. Yeah, he he uh, he does a good job finding the ball and shows pretty damn good range. I think Quindell Johnson's more of an enforcer. He, he's not like a super aggressive player, but he mm-hmm. doesn't miss tackles. Yeah, yeah. And then Hicks, Hicks is interesting, and like him being alone at, at the position, you know, like it's his it's his safety spot this year. It's going to be really interesting because like, you know, he he's six two two ten, and he's really physical working through blocks. But I found like just too many flyby tackles, and he's kind of like unsure downfield. But I don't know. I think I just expect him to kind of make another step. Hmm. Uh. He he's like a uh, overhang box type yeah. of player. Yeah. I think he's got great instincts, but yeah, I, I need to see what him kind of be more effective in coverage. Slash, mm-hmm. they're just they don't attack him a ton. Yeah, um, it's funny that him and him and Pace are like the same size. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then H- Hicks, Hicks is uh, another kind of more box too deep type guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian Cook kept flashing while I was watching Hicks, well, but. Hicks is really physical, just like Brian Cook, because all Cincinnati defensive players are just physical. Um, yeah. And I thought, pretty good job playing playing in zone coverage. Didn't play, like, a ton, a ton too deep, uh, but showed enough from, like, covering the, the deep half. Um, 
I don't know. Him and Quindell Johnson are just a step behind Owens because of the coverage. But I think they're both better tacklers and more physical football players. Yeah, no, I think that that's 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 accurate for sure. Anyone else? Uh, I I thought Devad Wilson, the the UCF Georgia transfer, interesting nickel guy. Um, just because I thought he, it was pretty clear he was an SEC athlete. Mm-hmm. I think he's a guy who could take a step forward too. Always love uh, our guy Kendarian Ray. <laughs> yeah, he's just big as hell. <laughs> Honestly, I thought he, I thought he came out. I think <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, he's still there. Uh, yeah, he's not because he got guys. hurt. Oh yeah, right. Um, I feel so bad that everyone like just just dipped to Mizzou and left him there, but he's still <laughs> he's still good safety. Uh, all right, who who you got winning this this damn conference? It's tough this year, but I just feel like I'm just gonna go back to the Bearcats because. They're just the best coached, and they're the they're the just the best program, and I think they're gonna go and take it over uh, Houston. I I have them over Houston as well. I I really tried to flip flop that, and I I wanted to pick Houston. I wanted to pick UCF to make it. Yeah. But then I just kept thinking like, even if Ben Bryant's not amazing, they 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 got an LSU transfer at running back who's not draft eligible. Um, Corey Kenner, who's who's going to be pretty damn good, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've returned their entire offensive line. They've got a good offensive line. Uh, and then defensively, it's just, I mean, it's the freaking Cincinnati Bearcats. <laughs> exactly. And that, I think it just makes them so hard to pick against. Um, yeah, exactly. But Houston, I do think they're going to have the, the best offense in the, in the conference. And uh, Clayton, too, is my pick for Offensive Player of the Year. That's a good pick because that's also who I picked. I, I think it'd be fun to like you know go down a limb and say Dell, but I, I think it's just it's gonna go to the quarterback. Agreed. Um, defensively, I, I went with Deshaun Pace. I mean, ninety five tackles, nine and a half TFLs, and four picks last year. I think uh, we'll so, see a big uptick in that too with the um, with Darian Beavers gone and like Lajay Sanders is gone too. So Pace is gonna have to do more. I, I, I'm excited. Totally agree, and um, what we didn't mention earlier that like he's pretty good with like ball skills wise. He's got pretty good hands, and yeah, he yeah I picked I picked pace as well. It, w- it I think it'd be a lot of fun if they just blitz him more. Yeah, like time it time it well, and you know just let him come off the edge. Don't don't even do anything off the middle or anything, but just because he can be a fucking weapon just with his pure quickness and talent. Uh, and then finally, do you have any guesses for the town of the week? Um. It should be Tulsa. That's all I'll say. It's not. So the issue with the American conferences is they're all like in hubs, and you know what? Big I'm not, cities. Yeah. Like I'm not trying to go to Dallas. I'm not trying to go to New Orleans. I'm not trying to go to uh, Orlando. Houston, the 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 crown gem of of America and Cincinnati. I'm not trying to go there. Um, so I picked Annapolis, Maryland. <laughs> for for a program we did not mention on the show. Uh, you did mention, no wait, I mentioned Malcolm Perry. Yeah, so. but exactly, they needed their their shout out. So, Annapolis is home to the Navy Midshipmen, who play at Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium. Salute, uh, which opened in 1959 and has a capacity of 38,792. The population of Annapolis is 39,321. Uh, so here are some notable alumni. Uh, David Robinson, aka mm-hmm. the, Admir- the Admiral, of course. Uh, Roger Stabuck, um, former President Jimmy Carter, 
and, and of course Montel Williams. <laughs> of course. Uh, and also, for some reason, the alumni page had a fictional alumni section, which included Thomas Magnum from uh, Magnum PI and uh, Jack Ryan. The Shadow Recruit? <laughs> Amen. Uh, notable people from Annapolis. Bill Belichick. Mark Teixeira. I, I Travis, Travis Pastrana. These are not people that I thought were Maryland people other than Bill. No. No, Travis Pastrana screams California. Yes, he does. Uh, and, and Robert Duvall. One of the greats of our time. Yeah. And and so when, when I was putting a list of uh, things to do in Annapolis together, I wanted to ensure it, none of it was connected to uh, the military aspect of Annapolis. Because obviously, obviously, no, 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 but obviously you're going to Annapolis, it's to do military things, like for fun of course so i the people already know about that so i was trying to find the hidden gems of annapolis that's a good point i will say i really hope there's like a haunted warship on this list (laughs) uh for the first time i'm four pages deep on TripAdvisor. uh i've never gone more than two uh until this so uh here are a couple things to do in annapolis maryland uh you could head on down to ego alley i don't know what that is but you could go Grape Frogs Winery, Hog's Head. I don't know what that means either. Hog's Head, uh, baby. The Chesapeake's Children's Museum, another one where I'm not sure if it's a museum of children or a museum for children. Uh, the Wild Bird Center. Um, here's my personal favorite. Hippie Element. What, what do you think it? that is? I don't know. I what do you think el- that means? Hippie Element. I don't know. Probably like a bong shop. <laughs> Amen. Blue Crab Antiques. Oh yeah, I love the Blue Crab. They got some good stuff there. Colonial there. Mm-hmm. Colonial tours of Annapolis. Okay, that's got to be Ghost Walks for sure. Uh, all right, no, here are the three best to close her out. Pirate Adventures on the Chesapeake. <laughs> yes. Uh, haunted Harbor Tours. I knew it. I knew it. And finally. Seasons Olive Oil and Vinegar Tap Room. Mm. So it's like a brewery, but for <laughs> olive oil and vinegar. That's weird. That's it's weird. So, yeah, but that's the reason you go to Annapolis. I think they should have just picked one, and I think they should have went with just vinegar. The vinegar tap room. So tune in next week uh, when I break down both Tempe and Tucson when we cover the Pac-12. <laughs>